Hello, I'm the Pink Phantom. Welcome to my podcast, where we will go deep into the lair of the purple worm instead of down into the rabbit hole, where we'll voyage into the astral realm of my mind and explore the verse of nerd culture. This is Phantom Thoughts. This episode is going to be a sort of a mixed bag. I've got a uh, call from Jason of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. And then I've got some some thoughts that have just been kind of bouncing around my head on several subjects. Uh, and one thing that I'm going to be doing, and this is going to be just a little feature for each podcast in the month of December, is uh, something I'm calling Denizens of the North. Just some ideas I've had of, of creatures that might be uh, living in sort of the winter winter wonderland as we get into that time of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere and as we approach uh, the Christmas season. Hey, Jason here. Really enjoyed the latest episode. So you've been eating. Sounds very interesting. I saw it was a Kickstarter there in the link. I may check that out. I think those kind of bots are really interesting and not even just to sit back and let the two sides fight each other to play solo. I think there's applications there for a regular game as well, just as a randomizer and a you know, random engine to take some of the load off the GM. So I think there's a lot of interesting things you could do with that. Although I do love coffee, it's probably the thing I drink the most of. You know, having coffee beans processed through a feline's digestive tract just doesn't sound attractive to me. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to skip that. As far as what to do with some kind of beast that you have that symbiotic relationship with, I don't know. That is interesting. Oh, the other thing I want to do is I want to push my glasses up and say, well, actually, it was Empire Strikes Back where they land inside the creature inside the meteorite. Take care. You're absolutely right. Uh, minus 25% nerd cred to me for not remembering or not saying that it was Empire Strikes Back. I think I was bouncing back and forth in my brain which one it was, and I just like, just pick one. <laughs> because I couldn't be bothered to say, okay, let me think this through. Let's just let's just talk about the creature. But yeah, I when I when I really, when you said that, I was like, yeah, oh man, that was Empire. That just ooh. <laughs> but I think having you know giant creatures like that in a in a fantasy setting would be. It would be interesting to see the relationship that people have, what kind of resources, you know, are drawn, like I said. Uh, you know, it's something I've seen a lot of in in sci-fi, uh, Star Trek in particular. I remember Star Trek The Next Generation. There were several episodes with where they had to deal with creatures from space that, that lived in space. And, you know, sometimes they viewed the Enterprise or its energy as tasty snacks. Or I got used it as an incubator once. Uh, in the original series, there was the giant, of course, the giant space amoeba, and you know just the just how that would play out in in a world, you know, something like Dune in the uh, sci-fi series Dune that could that could definitely be something that you could use in a in a fantasy setting and. You know, you might could do a variation on the creatures that were the creature that was a that a species had developed a symbiotic relationship with in the next generation Tin Man that served as a as a living ship. Of course, Farscape did that throughout the series. Their 
their ship Moya was a living ship. And, you know, in a world full of magic and magical creatures and the potential for, you know, just ignoring the the laws that limit si- the size of creatures in our world because of that, you could have you could have creatures that are living cities. You could have them that are ships or, you know, serve as different kinds. Of, of course, we've seen different kinds of steeds in some fantasy settings, whether it was flying horses or things like that. But I find the, the idea fascinating. And as far as using bots in RPGs, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, that's sort of a natural progression from something that that is prevalent in a lot of osr style games you you know rolling on random tables to generate sort of that that story at the table where the there's just a few established facts about the world and then both the gm and the players just kind of roll from there and let the dice do the talking you could have you know, something a little more sophisticated than just a book of random tables where you have something procedural. And and a lot of folks have gone in that direction. And I think the uh, solo RPG community, I think that's something that that is probably building, you know, through that that area of gaming where, you know, you're playing on your own and you want to be surprised and you don't just want to have, well, there's these few random tables. So they develop a system within the tables or utilizing tables or just utilizing a a set of procedural rules. So thanks for the call-in. Just as a couple of odds and ends to uh, OctoSR, it's been a month now since the end of October, and OctoSR, where some some of us within the Anchor community tried to uh, highlight OSR style of play, OSR games and and uh, supplements and things like that. It was interesting to see the directions many people took that idea. Uh, it's, it's as varied as the OSR itself. <laughs> and it's interesting that in the month of November, a couple of folks, uh, Jason of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast and Ray Otis of the Plunder Grounds Podcast, both can decide to follow up the OctoSR October with uh, a themed month of their own for November. Uh, Jason has been doing Noir November, highlighting film noir films and RPGs that could lead to the type of play that you would see in those kind of films. And uh, Ray Otis has been uh, reviewing a lot of zines that he has and doing a giveaway of those zines with Zine Vember. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, in the future... How we, we already have in August, we have RPG a day month in August, and uh, we just did OctoSR, and I think that's going to continue into next year. So it'll be interesting to see how things progress from there in terms of having maybe themed months, that some that may be individual to a particular podcast and others that may be spread throughout the uh, podcast community. I know in a lot of the you know earlier days of YouTube, they would do things like Veda vlogging every day in April or vlogging every day in August. And they would have things like challenges or themes that that various vloggers would do when vlogging was, was really super heavy in 
as part of the early days of YouTube. So I wonder if we're progressing to that kind of a level here. Uh, one thing I also saw was that there seems to be, you know, a kind of a general division among some folks as far as what OSR means, where for some group it's firmly rooted in if it's compatible with TSR era rule sets, it's OSR. And with others, it's just a matter of play style. In both cases, but especially in the, the play style camp, rulings over rules is definitely a a hallmark and emphasis and a player skill versus simply having a list of skills of character skills to roll over or roll under, depending on the system you're using. But those are just a couple of things that I got out of uh, OctoSR and having time to kind of process and really catch up. I've been spending a lot of time catching up on podcasts. I think I finally caught up on all the OctoSR podcasts. If I haven't, uh, I may not because it may just be that I'm not aware of them where I may have thought I listened to one and bypassed it. But I think I managed to keep up with most of them. It was, it was an extensive list. A lot of people participated, uh, you know, heavy kudos to the Red Caps podcast, Kevin of the Red Caps podcast. He did. He really got a lot of great interviews with people who have been in sort of the OSR uh, realm for years and years and years from some, from since the very beginning with some real luminaries. Uh, he did a great job there. Uh, Daniel Bandits Keep, as usual, did a great job talking about rules and rules ideas and things like that. And, uh, you know, just people that participated on and off or they participated on a near daily basis, some uh, just a great, a great job and real excited about, was glad to participate, give my little, my little two cents in here and there and uh, looking forward to next year. Denizens of the North, the Yet. These creatures of the far north, the very, a very slight build with very large eyes, they fashion homes out of the inhospitable ice. Using natural caves where possible, they tunnel and burrow into the warm earth. When they find that they must leave their comfortable underground cities for needs that cannot be met there, they slip into well-insulated ice suits. These suits are five times the size of an average yet, and from a distance, in the cold, wintry weather, they can often be mistaken for large polar bears, or perhaps some sort of arctic gorilla. Expertly built controls enable them to move the legs and arms as if they were their own, and to utilize the manipulators at the end of the arms as if they were their hands. The white fur-like fungus that covers the exterior extends to within the suit and serves much as muscle, providing a great deal of power and protection. These suits provide protection and intimidation for the very vulnerable yet as they travel an icy world filled with dangers. The sound effects for the Denizens of the North section was Windy Window from 
provided by Piddling Prince on the freesound.org website. Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. And that's going to do it for another episode of Phantom Thoughts. If you have any feedback you'd like to leave, you can contact me by leaving a voice message at anchor.fm slash the-pink-phantom or you can send an email to thepinkphantom1 at gmail.com or you can contact me on Twitter at thepinkphantom. The music in this episode was Strength of the Titans and Late Night Radio by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license from creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0